Our reading is taken from John chapter 1. It begins at verse 29, and in your pure Bibles is on page 1063, beginning at verse 29 and ending at verse 42. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptising with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptise with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptise with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning round, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. This is the word of the Lord. So we had this signpost, didn't we, in our game. Let me just take the rest of the wrapping paper off. And in our Bible reading, what does a signpost do? Matthew, what does a signpost do? It points. And in our reading, we heard of John the Baptist, and he was pointing something out, wasn't he? He said, when he saw Jesus coming down the road, it's not me, the one who's coming after me is greater And when he actually saw Jesus, he said, Look, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then he said something extraordinary. He said, Jesus is even better. I'm not even worthy to bend down and tie up his shoelaces. And then he does something really, really extraordinary. He doesn't go up to Jesus and go, This is Jesus. He's my cousin. Do you want to meet Andrew? Do you want to meet... Oh, I've gone blank. (laughs) Do you want to meet Betty? He goes, no, he does something really, really strange. He goes, look, there is Jesus. 
And he doesn't go over because he wants the people to leave him and go to Jesus because he has just made himself redundant. His job is finished. He says, look, over there is something better. If you held that for me, would you be safe with this? Yeah, okay. Look, 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 over there. And this is what I want us to remember, Matthew. Children, there is no one better to look at and follow than Jesus. Even better than your moms and dads and your grandparents and your uncles and aunts. Jesus is better. And for us adults, there's nothing better that we can do than point our children to Jesus and say, look. And then we have a promise in our reading. Did you notice the promise? Jesus sees the disciples and he says to them, what do you want? And that question holds all kinds of possibilities, doesn't it, Ellen? It's just full of expectation. What do you want? What do you want, Andrew? What do I want? What do you want? And in response, Jesus makes a promise. Come to me and you will see. Come and see. And that's why we had the word see on our mirror. Before we unwrapped the mirror, it was no good. But now we're beginning to see. Jesus' promise, come and see. And this is what we need to remember. Jesus says to all of us, what do you want? Come and you will see. But we will only know the promise of Jesus if we've thought about the answer to the question. And then if we come and see if we are willing to accept the invitation. We won't know that the promise of Jesus is true unless we try it out. So come, and you will see we have something to do. And the last point in the reading was the potential that Jesus sees in us. Jesus had never met Simon before, and he says to Simon, you are Simon son of John, and you will be called Cephas. Jesus knew him. He knew absolutely everything about him. And he says, you will be Cephas. Now, Cephas means, Matthew, you said it. What does Cephas mean? And it means rock, doesn't it? He says, you will be a rock. You'll be like a, a rock-like thing on which the church will be built. Simon came and discovered a new potential for his life. He no longer was going to be a fisherman all his life. He was going to start fishing something else. When I got married, I thought I was going to be married to a fireman all my life. And then we decided to follow Jesus, and it all changed, and we discovered that we had the potential to maybe lead a church. 
and here we are now. And it's not necessarily about changing our jobs. We may stay nurses, doctors, accountants, housewives, mechanics. But we will do the jobs that we do with a new focus. We will recognize the potential we have in those jobs. What do you see now? Can you see yourself, Betty? I know my dusting's not very good. Can you see yourself? Now when we look in the mirror, we see what Jesus sees. And like the potential that he saw in Cephas and said to him, you will be my rock. He sees a potential inside every one of us. And some of us exercise that potential in big ways and some in smaller ways because of the time we have. But this week alone, you could exercise your potential at first steps on a Tuesday, in the cafe every day, in junior church on a Sunday, in homework club on a Tuesday. There's lots of ways that we can step into the potential that Jesus sees for our lives. So come and see what Jesus sees. Amen.